Uh, I started uh, my alternative democratic school in 1968, and the history of that school is kind of intertwined with our interaction with the uh, Mohawk uh, Indians. And in that very first year, in fact, we went over to visit the Mohawk Reservation in upstate New York at Aquasasne and got to know some of the people there. Originally, we'd heard about them uh, on local television where we, there was a bridge blockade and the Mohawks, Mohawks had blockaded a bridge that went from one part of their reservation to another because they were being charged taxes. Part was in New York, part was in Canada for going from one part of their reservation to another. So they had this blockade. We heard about it. We went over to visit. And I met some of the people who really were the original people who started the American Indian Movement. So we went to visit them. They would come visit us. And uh, it, was, uh, it was really nice to connect with them. And then in, in 1971, I got a message from Ann Jock, uh, who was at the Aquasasne Reservation, and she was a mother, of, eventually a mother of about 15 kids, uh, and an organizer there. And she asked us if we could come over and tell them how to start a school because what they wanted to do was uh, set up a school that would help save the Mohawk language and culture. So I brought some of my students over there, and we had a meeting in Ann's house, probably 70 people in this little house. And we talked about how you would start a new school. And they said, well, don't we have to have the government to, to, to pay for it? And I said, no, 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 you can, you can do it. You can do it yourself. Uh, and so they did. And a week later, in a kind of a cabin in the backyard of, of Ann's house, we started the Indian Way School. And as a result of that, uh, people began to, uh, you know, learn their language, learn about some of their crafts and cultures, and that continued on through the rest of that year. And at that point, the Mohawk language was dying. They, they, there were grandparents who could speak it, but the, their kids couldn't, and the grandchildren couldn't either. And so the grandchildren began to learn the Mohawk language and about some of the cu cultural things, uh, how to do bead weaving and mo Mohawk dancing, that sort of thing. Every once in a while, we'd go over there for what they called... Uh, social dance. That was where I actually learned how to do some of the Mohawk dancing and some of the songs. So we got a call and we went over, we had this meeting, they started the first Indian Way school. Then the next year, we were invited to go up to see what they wanted to start as the second Indian Way school at the Kanawaki Reservation uh, near Montreal on Mercier Island. And so we went there and worked with them, and uh, they started the second Indian Way School, same, same purpose. What was interesting is, again, you got to the point where the grandchildren can talk to the grandparents in Mohawk, but the parents didn't understand. After that, uh, th both those uh, schools kept on going. 
The one in Canada, uh, they were worried about financial support, but this happened to coincide with when the, some of the people from the American Indian, Indian Movement had taken over the United States Bureau of Indian Affairs building. And so they happened to be in Ottawa trying to get some funding at the time. Nobody was listening to them. And then this had happened, and they said, oh, we can have those people here in four days. And all of a sudden, they were listening. And they came up with a source of funding for their little Indian Way school there, uh, which continues actually to this day. It's sort of a mysterious source of funding that that covered uh, their expenses for teachers and all that sort of thing. So this continued for a while, and then there were some bigger things that happened. Among other things, they had problems with the, getting the buses for their kids, this and that. And we used to go visit them still. They would come down and, and visit us. What's interesting is that because of some of these problems, there was a big strike against the public school system, partly because the prime minister there, René Levesque, wanted, to, wanted all immigrants in Quebec to be educated in French. And then he decided that all Native Americans were immigrants and therefore <laughs> needed to be educated in French. Well, the Mohawks knew they were not immigrants. And so they decided to have a strike and to pull their kids out of school. And they had a fair number of, of students in the public school system there and started having a series of mini schools uh, around the reservation. Well, after a couple of weeks of this, they were so impressed by the changes in their kids and how proud they were of all this that they said, this is not a protest anymore. Uh, we're going to make this permanent. We're starting the first survival school. And the Canadian government, always happy to do anything against René Levesque, said, okay, we'll pay for it. And so it became a basically federally funded public school called the Survival School. And it continues to this day. And that was the beginning of the North American Survival School movement. And so all around North America, people started uh, these little schools to save their languages and their culture. That has become pretty effective. Now just about everybody on the Mohawk reservations speaks Mohawk. The language was saved. There's a lot of crafts and that sort of thing. I, we continue to have connections with them off and on through the years. Eventually, we started Arrow. That was 30 years ago. And there was a friend of mine, and she was interested in having me take her up to the Mohawk Reservation. She was interested in seeing it. So I said, okay, fine. I hadn't been there in 20 years. And so we drove up to the northern part of New York and went over to Aquasasne. And then I tried to th figure out, well, then I wonder where I should go. It's been 20 years since I've been here. So I decided to go to Ann Jock's house, even though I knew that she had died. But I thought, well, somebody from her family may, have, may be there. Who knows? And so I drove over and I walked in. And there was a teenage kid, about 13, 14, uh, near the doorway and I walked in and from the other side of the room uh, was his father and he looked over at me and he said I knew you were coming when I think about somebody three times in a week I know they're on their way 
and it was uh, Anne's son Mark who had been who had visited me many times when he was a kid. And eventually, uh, Mark took me around and showed me some of the things that he was uh, he was doing there. There was something now called the Aquasasni Freedom School, which was kind of a came after the Indian Way School, and again also continues. This was some of the involvement that we had with the uh, Mohawks, and I think that some of the things we did had a lasting impact. <laughs>